Hey everybody and welcome to this installment of Overdrive Radio. It is October 8th, 2015 and I'm Overdrive News Editor James Gillette. This week I sat down with Overdrive Equipment Editor Jack Roberts uh, for a little in-house interview. He recently had the chance to head to Nevada for the second time this year to take a spin in Freightliner's autonomous truck which they call the Inspiration. It's a level three autonomous truck, which means drivers are still required, but the truck can operate without driver input on uh, interstates and other highways like that where lanes are clearly marked and there's a lot of GPS and camera data coming in. So let's dive in. This interview was recorded on October 7th, 2015. Hey, Jack. Well, first of all, uh, thanks for talking with me today about some equipment-related items. Uh, So you had the chance recently to go back to Nevada following the May unveiling of Freightliner's Level 3 Autonomous Inspiration Truck uh, to get an endorsement for your CDL that allows you to operate the truck legally on Nevada highways. So tell me a little bit about what goes into getting an autonomous CDL endorsement. Well, to be honest, James, not a lot because the system is actually pretty simple and if you can operate cruise control on a car or a big rig today, you're pretty much qualified to operate highway pilot today. Um, They sat us down and they gave us a briefing and sort of explained the system to us and it's important to understand how highway pilot works so that you can sort of understand what the system is doing and what it needs to function properly. Um, it uses safety systems that are already widely available on trucks today, everything from like, uh, you know, forward-looking radar, adaptive cruise control, uh, lane guidance cameras, um, sideways-looking radar, and it sort of combines all these functions into a central uh, electronic control module on the truck that then actuates a steering sensor, uh, put steering inputs into the steering wheel, and takes the truck down the road. So you need to know, for example, you gotta have really clearly marked roads. You gotta have an area where there's a good GPS signal because obviously GPS is a big part of this. And then of course you have to understand the system and what it's telling you. It will give you a visual and audible warning, for example, when uh, it needs you to take control of the vehicle back over from the autonomous system. So you get a briefing and then they take you out on this, uh, they have a track set up where there are portions where the where the truck is certified to operate in autonomous mode and portions where you have to take over. You go once through with a driver and you sort of observe him and then he sits shotgun while you go through and run the system for yourself. Uh, Let me ask you this, since you've got your your endorsement to operate in Nevada, uh, an autonomous truck, um, could theoretically uh, you operate, uh, drive from one end of Nevada to the other by yourself, a, a load and the inspiration? Um, That's a good question. I think technically yes, but probably no, because uh, this is still an experimental truck. Um, Nevada took the lead and reached out to Daimler and said, look, we want to help you develop this technology. We want to be a leader in this technology. So really, it's best to think of the state of Nevada right now as just a big test bed. Um, They're opening their roads up to Daimler, letting them run the trucks, test the trucks in real world conditions. Um, so in actuality, the technology and the infrastructure is probably not there to run the truck uh, from top to bottom, north, south to Nevada, say in autonomous mode. I know it's not. But yeah, on the portions of the road where uh, the autonomous system works, yeah, I'm totally legal to drive that truck there. Okay, so Nevada obviously allows uh, autonomous trucks on its roadways already, an initiative that started in May. 
Who's next? What's the next state that's going to start dabbling and allowing automated uh, trucks on their roadways? The West Coast states like uh, California, Oregon, Washington have really taken the lead in terms of the automotive side of things, in terms of autonomous driving. Uh, no big mystery there. That's where the tech companies like Apple and Google are. Have not yet seen another state step up and say to the trucking industry, hey, bring your vehicles here. Let's, uh, let's check them out. Uh, I'm sort of watching Oregon a little bit. That's where uh, Peloton is, and they're a leader working with Volvo in terms of platooning, so we might see something interesting there. Uh, it would make a lot of sense for Oregon to step up and, uh, and take a lead role in that, but we'll have to see. So what's it like driving a truck that drives itself? You've obviously had the chance over the last couple of years to drive dozens of, of uh, OE, regular driver-driven trucks. Uh, how does the autonomous inspiration compare when it's driving itself? It's, uh, it's a little weird, to be honest with you, because uh, once the system engages, I mean, it really, really works well. I mean, I have to give them a lot of credit. This is not a party trick, and they're not doing this technology just because they can. It really works. It works well in traffic. Uh, we were on a public road. The cars around us had no idea uh, unless they, you know, bothered to read the, the, you know, the logos down the side of the truck that we were in autonomous mode. Um, so the truck was interacting with human drivers all around it on a fast-moving interstate. Um, as the driver, you feel a little strange when you first kick it in gear because you, you feel like you're supposed to be doing something and your hands sort of hover over the steering wheel thinking you need to grab it and the steering wheel's moving around on its own, which is kind of strange. Yeah, you know, not having your feet on the, on the pedals is uh, pretty normal. We're all used to cruise control. Um, but after a few minutes, you know, you're kind of looking around, you're just watching the traffic go by. So, um, you know, I don't think it's a system drivers are going to want to use all the time, but I think the way to look at this, James, is it's cruise control on steroids. And, you know, in certain situations, certain applications, it can give a driver a break, you know, in really heavy traffic, stop and go situations. Um, where it's just draining to constantly be driving the truck and inching along. Uh, I, think, I think a lot of drivers would learn to welcome this technology pretty quickly. Uh, so like cruise control, is there a speed aspect to it to where you got to be above 30, or will, could it operate, like if you're in a traffic jam on, uh, on an interstate somewhere uh, heading into or out of a major city near rush hour, could you put it in highway pilot mode, take your hands off the wheel and let it uh, inch forward and stop and that type of thing? It's, it's a little bit of both. You can, in highway mode, you can very much as with you do with cruise control, you can sort of set and define your high end speed and your low end speed. Now, the system, again, is going to interact with the traffic around it. So if traffic starts to slow down and you say you've got the high end set at 62 miles an hour, you know, the truck's not just going to keep barreling along at 62 miles an hour. It's going to slow down and do what traffic's doing. So it's a mix of both. It's a very, it's a smart system. It recognizes what's going on. It understands what you as the driver and the captain of the vehicle want it to do. And it's going to deliver the best performance it can based on your expectations given the traffic around it. So the inspiration obviously is really geared toward on-highway applications where drivers will use the, the highway pilot system, turn it on on freeways to relieve them of of driving uh, down down the highway rather than in-town driving, exiting interstates, and that type of thing, right? Yeah, that's where we are right now. I think we're going to get to the point where you can exit off-ramps and maneuver in city streets pretty quickly the way this stuff is advancing. Um, but, you know, the, the, I guess the, the level of scale or attention to detail with autonomous driving right now is not such 
that it's really ideal for extremely tight situations. Um, I don't know that we're ever going to see an autonomous system that can back a tractor trailer up, for example. I think you're always going to have to have a human uh, behind the wheel to do that. So, you know, robots aren't about to take your jobs anytime soon. Um, just look at this as, as when it gets developed and fully in the marketplace, you know, I'd say, again, cruise control on steroids is how I think of it right now. All right, so switching gears a little bit away from autonomous vehicles, uh, there's a huge scandal going on right now with uh, Volkswagen uh, scheming to cheat emissions uh, uh, laws uh, worldwide. It's a worldwide scandal in which they've basically rigged their cars, uh, their, their diesel-powered cars, that we don't know about uh, any trucks globally yet, do we? No, we haven't heard anything on the truck side of things yet, no. Okay, so but they basically have rigged uh, a lot of their diesel-powered cars to, um, when hooked up to an emissions uh, test, they basically output something that's legal, um, whereas otherwise, when it really counts, when they're on the roadways, they're, they're not complying with emissions laws. Um, and you've written recently that that uh, has, p- could have big implications on the North American truck market in, in terms of VW's uh, long rumor to have been eyeing an entrance into the North American market, but you think now with the emissions test uh, uh, scandal that could set them back some years or, or potentially permanently, right? Yeah, this is this is really, really a stupid scandal. Um, a lot of the old-timers out there listening will know that trucking went through its very own version of this uh, 15, 20 years ago. We had a bunch of OEMs who were busted uh, using defeat codes in their uh and their engine software to cheat on emissions tests. And of course, uh, that set up the, uh, the 2010 EPA emissions that uh, led to SCR systems and, uh, and DEF fluid on the trucks today. So that was, you know, we've been through this as an industry and I can't believe that Volkswagen didn't sort of learn a lesson from what, you know, the terrible hit this industry took. Um, the, this is pretty serious. Those cars are polluting 40 times above what they should be when the defeat mode is not in play. Um, that's pretty serious. And the funny thing is that their entire marketing program was based around appealing to sort of the green people in our society, the yuppies, the hippies, people for whom the environment is important. And, you know, these people placed a lot of trust and gave Volkswagen a lot of money because they thought they were driving these clean diesel cars and they just realized they've been screwed over big time. So I'm not sure, A, that Volkswagen is going to be able to win a lot of those customers back. Now, the second part of the equation was Volkswagen was making a big push to unseat Toyota as the number one vehicle manufacturer on the planet. And it was a very, very ambitious goal. And the irony is they'd gotten there on the car side earlier this year. They were selling Jettas and Passats, and they were not, they'd knocked Camry out of the top spot. Now, it was widely assumed, and is always assumed, that having a heavy-duty uh, truck presence in North America is absolutely vital for any manufacturer who wants to dominate the global automotive industry. So, there had been a lot of speculation over the years that VW was going to buy this OEM or that OEM. Uh, you would usually hear Navistar, the name that was mentioned a lot. Now, with the penalties that they're looking at, uh, you know, it's questionable. Are they going to have the money? Are they going to be able to invest in a, in a United States, North American trucking company? Um, I saw a news item yesterday that said they were now looking, VW was now looking at massive layoffs, and any ad, ad future investments were on hold. So I think, uh, I think, yeah, I don't know if we're going to see Volkswagen come into North America on the truck side of things or not. Um, 
Uh, I don't know, you know, is that good or bad? I, I like the idea of American-owned trucking companies still running the road. That, that always makes me proud as a patriotic American. On the other hand, Volkswagen is a technology leader, or at least was supposed appears to be. Appears to be, yeah. Yeah, appears to be. So, um, you know, I don't know. Is it a good thing or a bad thing for the industry at large? Uh, I, I don't know. It kind of is what it is, and, and we'll just have to see what happens. All right, Jack. Well, thanks for talking with me, and uh, thanks for the time and all the great info. Yeah, enjoyed it. Right on, man. Everybody be safe out there. All right, that's a wrap on this edition of Overdrive Radio. If you want to read more on the Freightliner Inspiration Autonomous Truck, visit overdriveonline.com, where we've got uh, Jack's write-up from uh, his time driving the, uh, the Inspiration Truck, along with video of his experience, hands-off, obviously. Jack also maintains a pretty uh, big Twitter presence. You can find him at Jack Roberts CCJ. Until next time, Overdrive Radio.